Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. One of the most dangerous hitters in the business at the plate, Carlos Beltran. He is ready. So is Wainwright. The 0-2 delivery. Curve struck him out looking. The Cardinals are going to Michigan to take on the Tigers. They mob, they mob Adam Wainwright on the mound. They are National League champions and headed for Detroit. For the first time since 1982, St. Louis has a World Series winner. The 06 champion Cardinals, a team that Walt Jockety put together and Walt set to join us here on 101 ESPN in the last 15 minutes. John Heyman of the New York Post, Mark Feinstein of MLB.com, Jim Bowden of The Athletic, Bob Nightingale of USA Today, all suggesting that the momentum and optimism is with the Padres in getting Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals. Now Michelle Smallman and Randy Carricker go to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line where Walt Jockety, the former Cardinal general manager, Manager is standing by. Walter, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good morning, guys. How are you? Everything's terrific. And obviously, I know you had a lot of intense but fun deadline days. What's the intensity like? Are you exhausted? Do you have a headache at the end of one of these? Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're really going on adrenaline in the last 24 or 48 hours. And, and once it's over, you, you do kind of collapse and relax and try to catch your breath a little bit, but it's, you know, there's nothing like it. It's, it's so exhilarating and, and uh, exciting. And a lot of times uh, you get disappointed, but we were fortunate that we made some deals over the years that uh, turned out to help us a lot. And, and listening to uh, that, that last out of the Mets series there brought back a lot of great memories, especially the trade we made for, for Wainwright a few years ago. No doubt. Hey, Walt, I, I was just looking yesterday and randomly uh, fell upon the uh, the note that it was 25 years ago yesterday that Mark McGuire played his first game for the Cardinals in Philadelphia. Wow. Isn't that I, amazing? I didn't realize that. Yeah, it is amazing. It's a long time ago. Yeah, and, and I remember it was kind of like what we're, we're talking about here in St. Louis with Soto, although uh, it, it's different because the Cardinals would have him for a couple more years, but you were right in the midst of it, and there were so many teams that were after Mark, and I had reached the point, and I don't know if you remember this, but I'd reached a point where I'd given up like two days before, and you came down after my show and said, hey, don't give up on McGuire quite yet, <laughs> because you knew right. that you had a great chance. Yeah, well, just because uh, my relationship with with Mark when when we were both with the A's and and uh, his relationship with Tony and and uh, some of our coaches and and Barry Weinberg, our trainer, uh, I knew it was a place that he would enjoy coming to, and uh, eventually he did and, and uh, fell in love with it and decided to stay. So it was you know I, I just had a strong feeling that uh, we, we were going to get him. Well, obviously, we've been talking a lot about the Cardinals and their involvement in the Juan Soto sweepstakes as we get closer to the trade deadline. And a lot of Randy Nice conversations have been revolving around the idea of an untouchable player. Jordan Walker, as an example, because he's such a highly touted prospect that you could have control of for many years to come. But well, when you look at a player like Juan Soto, given his talent and his age level, do you think there should be any untouchables when you're talking about a potential deal for Juan Soto? Well, that's a great question, Michelle, because... 
Um, probably not, but if you had the certainty that you were going to be able to sign Soto beyond his, uh, uh, I think it's th- uh, three more years, uh, then I, th- I think it's, it would certainly be worth uh, you know giving up whatever you can. But if there's still some uncertainty of that, you'd have to be careful with it. But, you know, it's you're right. They're getting a player of Soto's stature and what he would bring to uh, the franchise uh, would be phenomenal, but it's it's a tough decision, and it's something that you have to really weigh. Um, and, and with with the prospects you're giving up, and, and what you get in return, because we've seen where you know the Padres went out and got Tatis in a deal that he was really kind of an unheralded prospect at the time. It turned out to be one of the best players in the game. They gave him a big contract, but he he really hasn't played much. So there's always the danger of that too. And while I look at ownership, because in San Diego, the new owner there, Peter Seidler, appears to just want to be able to go all in and get San Diego a championship. And Mr. DeWitt is more inclined, I think, to look at his system and really like and protect his young players. Is that an accurate assessment? I think that's true. I think, but, uh, you know, uh, Bill has, uh, they've had a plan there that's been in place for a few years and it's, it's been very successful where they, they uh, develop, they sign and develop their their own players, and, and uh, they've been very successful at it. And you know, they, it's uh, they they have made a couple of trades over the year where they've given up some guys that uh, turn out to be uh, excellent players. And, and you know, so it's but that's the danger you take. It's you know, the risk you take in this business that you have to. Uh, there's a, some risk, but there's also a lot of reward, and you just got to try to balance with it and. And hope you're successful at it. Hey, Walt, you had a few deadlines here in St. Louis that were really interesting. Obviously, we mentioned the McGuire one. But one thing that I would think that Mo wants to do today is juggle a few things, even though they got Quintana last night. You had that one in 02 where you got Roland and you got Finley. You had a lot of work to do. What's it like and how difficult is it to juggle deals between multiple teams on one deadline day? Well, it's it's very tough because... Um, you know, you, you're trying to focus on one deal, but there's other deals you got. You can't unless you know for sure it's going to happen. You've got to have a backup plan. And um, you know, with Roland, it was a it was a deal where uh, we had to be very persistent to stay on top of it with with Ed Wade with the Phillies. And uh, there were times when Ed backed off and said, "We're not going to do it." And I went back. We tried to do do some things to change a little bit, and finally got it done. And you know, we see what a difference Roland made to our team here. And, and also when I brought him over to Cincinnati, he's just a uh, class player that adds a lot to a club. And it's, <clears throat> But it is it is very I – mean, until the deal is done, you never feel very comfortable. It's it's a nerve wreck. Hey, I want to go back to uh, the, the question, the great question that Michelle asked about untouchables because Mo has said that – Jordan Walker is the Cardinals' best prospect since Albert Pujols. From t- mid two thousand on, was there any chance that you would have ever traded Albert? <laughs> no, it, 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 there's uh, no. I'd say definitely not. But I, I would <laughs> tell you that uh, uh, he came up so quick that uh, and so he was successful that uh, there was we hadn't even thought about it. But uh, Kevin Tower is my great friend who uh, passed away a few years ago. He he kept telling me that he thought he could get pools from me for, uh, and the, we, we got the catcher Hernandez. I said, KT, there's no chance I'm going to trade you pools for him. 
So. Yeah, I'm sure, Walt, there were some interesting propositions that came your way for Albert Pujols over the years. But, yeah, yeah you were talking about how a deal isn't done it's till, until it's done. And up until the final seconds, it's nerve-wracking. And I'm sure as these conversations evolve, sometimes the goalpost moves on what's been being asked on either side. So as you reflect back on your career, what was the hardest deal for you to close? Not, was, not what was the best deal that you made, but the hardest deal for you to get done? Boy, that's a great question. Uh, I would say uh, uh, pr- probably probably the uh, Edmonds deal because <clears throat> it took so long. And I, I was dealing with uh, uh, Bill Stone, who was the GM of the Angels at the time. We started talking in November at the GM meetings, and he kept telling me, no, no, no. And uh, I kept going back to him. Finally, in spring training, I went back to him again, and he said no. A week or so later, we finally convinced him that uh, it was a good deal for him, and we made the deal. And it, it took a long time, a lot of patience to get that that deal done. And again, it was another was well worth it. Hey, Walt, I, I was uh, proud to induct Dave Duncan into the uh, St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. I asked him what he was most proud of in his career. He said it was getting 18 wins out of Kent Bottenfield. <laughs> he really said that. I believe that. And it, well, you know, that's why. Uh, Quite honestly, we picked up a lot of pitchers over the years, and I just had so much confidence in Dunk that he would he would find a way to tap these guys into their potential and get them to develop them. But Jared Weaver's another example, a guy who has struggled a little bit with the Angels at the time we got him, and, and Dunk turned him around, and, and he was a big part of our uh, World Series team. And, and Dunk was, you know, he was a master at that. And um, by his getting 18 wins out of Bodfield, I was able to move him for a deal for uh, Edmonds. So pretty good. Hey, worked well, out well. Yeah. One, one last thing: you are the executive advisor now to the CEO of the Reds, and the Reds got all of this started with the the move of Castillo the other night. What did you think of the haul that since he got back from Seattle for Castillo? Well, I thought I thought our guys, excuse me, did a great job. We got uh, two uh, frontline prospect shortstops that. Um, whether they both stay there or not, it's hard to say, but we got two guys that were um, Seattle's top prospects, plus a, uh, a pitcher and a, a couple of a, another players. So I think I think I was very pleased with it. And Castillo was a guy that we'd love to have. I know we tried to sign him, and, and we just didn't look like we were going to be able to get it done. So uh, um, they made the most of it and, and uh, acted early and got it done. And, and I think uh, Nick and the guys made a great haul. Walter, it's always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Tell Sue we said hi and have a great day. I will. All right. Thank you very much. I always enjoy doing it. Thank you, Walt. Take care. That's our friend Walt Jockety joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.